I'm Jennifer Clare, and this is Kitchen Radio. This cooking podcast takes place in a different home kitchen every episode, where we cook up a dish my guest has always wanted to learn. Before I opened up a brick-and-mortar cooking school in New York City, all my teaching took place in my students' kitchens. Now, with a microphone in hand, I'm going back into their homes, so you have a chance to come along with me. Today I'm joining Rebecca Miller French in her apartment in New York City, where we're whisking up a batch of cuckoo sabzi, a Persian baked egg dish packed with fresh herbs. Rebecca is a very talented cake baker and decorator whose floral wedding cakes are in high demand. She loves bright flavors and learning about new ingredients, so this dish is perfect for her and a fun way to kick off our pilot episode. Listen in. So Rebecca, what have you chosen to cook today in this kitchen of yours? Well, it's Persian cuisine, and I have to say you gave me the recipe because I know nothing about Persian cooking, which is great because you said choose a recipe, recipe. which is perfect because I love Persian food, Mm -hmm. have not cooked it. I know about some of the ingredients, but very, very little, and we just got back last night from being in Greece and Turkey, Yes, and I'm just craving all of those flavors, and I feel that this Persian cooking is perfect because it's going to launch me into this week and getting ready to cook at home. Terrific. And, yeah. and your husband is a rug dealer to he boot. Is. Not drug rug. <laughs> I said rug. <laughs> and, yes, and he has many, you know, Persian, Persian clients that he, and people who he works with. And so I've been able to eat home-cooked Persian oh, food. you are lucky. Well, yeah. it sounds like you had a great experience. I did. Well, this is one of the first cuisines I ever learned how to cook. Um, I wasn't a teacher. I wasn't, I was barely in my culinary professional Life, but I went to a cooking class um, taught by a woman named Najmi Batmanglij, and she was a Persian cookbook author. (laughs) And uh, and it was the first cooking class I ever took, so I guess it was very pivotal. And I was most impressed by the sheer variety of textures and colors and flavors and aromas that this cuisine offers, like saffron and rose petals and brilliant green pistachios and these gorgeous red barberies and then greens 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 it's all about the herbs bowl of greens has me so right. excited i can smell i mean even the parsley is smelling good right now. i know I so we're gonna be making cuckoo sabzi I which is that. cuckoo, cuckoo is just sabzi. a yeah a baked egg dish and sabzi means green so everything that this dish is you know beloved for um is the greenery and sabzi is a big part of uh, Persian cooking and eating. If sabzi is just could be referred to a platter of raw greens, scallions and fresh herbs and lettuces that you eat with prepared foods. Oh, fantastic. So yeah. anything that has the word sabzi in it, you know that you're going to be getting a giant chlorophyll punch. Um, so this is, you know, essentially a very, very fragrant baked frittata, mm. uh, an egg frittata with cups and cups of herbs. Traditionally, in a, you know, in recipes that, you know, we read for American-style cooking, you have, like, two tablespoons of chopped fresh dill. Maybe you garnish with a little bit of parsley at the end. But here, the main ingredient is the sabzi, the greens. And so you have cups and cups of greens. Which I love. It's of those yeah, little packets, exactly. plastic it's, packets of spices. I, I always feel like pushing herbs. the envelope is always the better choice. And, in fact, during my cooking, the, the more I cook and the more I learn, and I'm still learning. I've been teaching for almost 20 we years. Are, but right? I am, And that's yeah. the best, yeah. Never until my dying day, I will always be interested in food because it is always changing. You'll never cook everything. Right. Yeah, of course not, yeah. So what I've learned from Persian cooking is always upping the quantity mm. of herbs in a recipe. So if I'm going to read a recipe, I just made a, a borscht, uh, you know, a, a Polish borscht, 
and it called for like a quarter cup of chopped fresh dill and I said no 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 I'm doing a cup and a half because that's what I've learned and it of course it tastes oh, to me it tasted better because it was yeah. pushing it and so healthy right You're getting so healthy good right it's like this. having your greens having your greens and eating them too <laughs> all right so we're going to start we are to make it a little bit easier to work in our tighter space here I've laid out on two baking sheets all the ingredients well one baking sheet is just filled with greens yeah all the herbs we have mint we have dill we have parsley we have of scallions. We are missing cilantro, but that's part of an in-home cooking class when you send your shopping list to your guest. Um, and, your and she gets a little distracted mint. because she's jet lagged and she forgets <laughs> to get the cilantro. So we, instead of cilantro, we're adding mint. So mint is not typically part of this recipe, but who cares? It's a green. I think it'll be delicious. And yeah. substitutions are all part of cooking, especially at home, because nobody wants to keep running out to get. Well, and I love because I was right. ready to go, and you said no. no we're don't just going to do it, and that made me really happy. Because right. So we've got a whole platter of greens here, and then we basically have everything else. We've got um, well, our eggs are in the fridge, but then these are all the seasoning ingredients. We have these little red guys here. These are barberries. Can I which, eat one raw like yeah. this? I want to So they look them. like tiny little dried cranberries. Um, they do they, like goji berries. Like they look like mini oh, goji, goji berries. Now you you don't really mm. need to soak them, I don't think, but that is traditional because they have little um, hard black seeds at the top of them. They're like It's where Ooh, the stem delicious. is. delicious. Those would be good in yogurt. And you try to get those off um, by soaking them so they fall to the bottom of the bowl. But I must say, I think the barberries of today are much cleaner so I think traditionally the way that barberries were sold um, in markets, they were much dirtier. Mm. So you had to soak them. So I do soak them because in almost every um, Persian cookbook, it will tell you to soak the barberries. But truthfully, yeah. they're pretty clean. Salt? Did you put salt? I in? accidentally dropped salt in this bowl. Because oh, <laughs> I was working, I was like, do they have a naturally salty? No. <laughs> Yeah, like so we have a bowl of soaking barberries. We have cinnamon. We have some walnuts. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a little bit of baking powder. That's going to help um, sort of aerate the, the frittata or the cuckoo so it's a little bit lighter. Nice. Um, it just helps um, create some air bubbles, some gas in there. We, of course, have all of our beautiful seasoning tools here, which are saffron. This is Persian saffron that I bought. Mm. I'm going to have you smell that because saffron oh, is just, amazing. it just smacks you upside the head. It is such a heady, incredible smell. Oh, it's what a lot of people get when you like smell like dried mushrooms or truffles, I must say. For a culinary professional, I do not like truffles. They're too strong, but it's a similar headiness, I think, saffron gives you, where it kind of takes over your senses. Mm -hmm. It's not so much a taste. that Saffron is not about taste. It's about, like, aroma. It comes, like, up through your nose and into your brain and out your ears. That's yeah. how I describe it. <laughs> just I like so, that description. <laughs> um, and this recipe doesn't have any rose petals, but rose petals are used a lot in Persian cooking. Mm. And so then this, this... I've never seen, Advia. This is called Advia. This is, like advia. A, this is basically, like, Persian curry powder. So mm. it's a blend of different spices. Mm. Um, so this one is coriander, cinnamon, black pepper, nutmeg, cardamom, lemon peel powder. This is a flavor... That is unique. I want to smell it. Um, and look, it does have the rose petals in it. So right, so it has sort of yeah. a. Their Persian cooking oh. is all about acid, citrus, mm. bright, that sort of sharp flavor. So you're going to get barberries, you're going to get dried lemon peel. Um, Ooh, you're always going to have the, the tanginess of the fresh herbs. They love their acid. Uh, some of the ingredients that even I haven't been able to find, even at some of the shops here in Manhattan, are like pickled, gra uh, pickled raw grapes. Where they they pick the grapes before they're ripe and then they pickle them. Mm. Um, so they all they love to create that sour flavor. Pomegranate juice, pomegranate molasses. Yeah. Um, so this dish is really 
very easy. It's well, not different than making a, a very simple yeah, ingredients here, which is nice. You not different feel... than making like a basic frittata or an omelet, except you're using different ingredients to give it a powerful flavor. All right, so we're gonna start phase one of the cuckoo sabzi is the sabzi. Um, so we have a food processor here, which I definitely recommend for this because we're trying to chop up so many things. You can chop these by hand, but actually I've made this many times. And when you hand chop the herbs. Um, they're not small enough, and they end up floating to the top of the cuckoo. Oh, so when you, yeah, so when you so cut when into finer, it, yeah. yeah, when they're finer, they amalgamate with the egg, and so when you cut into it, it's like a bright green, you know, oh, piece beautiful. of. Oh, I can't wait sabzi. to see what it's going to look like. But they're hand chopped ones; they float to the top, so you have egg on the bottom and sabzi on the top. It's not a bad thing. So do you use stems with these, or do so you? So mint is the only stem I'm not going to use. The mint stem is too tough. So let's okay. just we're there's a whole colander here filled with greens, and all we're doing is snipping off the leaves of the mint and throwing them in. And then for the cilantro, parsley, and dill, the stems and the leaves go in all together. Oh, fabulous! So yeah, only so the if mint. I hadn't bought the mint, if you had not bought the mint, be... we would be using the cilantro. This is what I like to <clears throat> employ my kids right. to do. So and the nice thing about mint is you can strip the leaves off very easily. You just hold this whole stalk like and this, yeah, and you straight pull down. straight down, and all the leaves come yeah. off. I try to do that with thyme sometimes. Sometimes. So, so I would say so this dill frond, which is like the whole, which is the name of the the dill looks spear. Like more, more Some stem, of them, like, yeah. wherever there's stem and there's no frond attached, like if there's no leaf, don't use just stems. Just use the stems that are attached near the leaves or the fronds. But the rest can be thrown away. So what are we doing? <clears throat> a couple cups of each, would you I'm, say? We're just going to pack your food processor to the gills. Here we go. Love it. So this I'm going to put in that whole... Yeah, put the whole thing. That's all parsley. You want to take off this big... Parsley stem. You know, parsley no. stems are so delicious. And yeah. we're using a food processor. You'll never know the difference between those Fabulous. stems. It's a great way of no waste. This is a good waste-free... So we are, I would say now we have about at least three cups of herbs and we're going to keep going. Because obviously when we turn the food processor on, it's going to, you know, cook down into a mash, a green mash. So we're doing herbs right now, but I am going to turn around in this little galley kitchen and I'm going to chop up a scallion because that's also considered a green. Um, but I don't want to put a whole scallion in here because they will not, it won't chop up as evenly as these soft herbs. So are you going to mince these first and then put in the scallion? I or? think actually that's a good idea. Let's cook, chop these down and then we'll throw the scallion on top and pulse it on and off. So we're just going and going here. We've got a four cup, this, what is this, Cuisinart Classic? I'm going to say this is an... Do you see how old like it is? It's cup. You know what the older Cuisinarts are the better Cuisinarts? The ones that are kind of yellowed like this? Yeah. I have my mother's Cuisinart from 1987. Oh, yours is older than mine. This is And it looks, the, the, 92, yeah. the plastic is stained yellow my from just age. <laughs> my sister's is stained with turmeric, the, this part, the bowl. Yeah, see, it makes you feel good. Like yeah. you use it. Okay, here we go. We're filled to the top here. Okay. I'm going to put our lid on. This is not going to blow out our microphone. So is there worry? Worry about what? Worry about this getting too minced? Nope. Too small? No? Ooh. It's almost like we're making an herb puree. Perfect. You know what? That's enough. Uh, that's the enough. scallions you bought are like jumbo really big, scallions. Yeah. So I would say normally like four regular size scallions. But for you, these are about three. And greens and all. Greens and whites for the scallion. Just so like it we was totally and full, and now it's almost halfway, yeah. only halfway full. So it almost so. looks like a dry pesto. Yeah. Just like a... 
looks like, I would say, I don't know what that looks like. What do you think? It looks, looks like cut grass. It looks like chopped spinach from like... It looks like when like, we cut the grass at home. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually, it has a grassy smell right? to it. So it it's does. pretty Fresh well minced. I would give it one more. I can smell the... Uh, yeah. So it's not going to be puree because there's no moisture in here to make a puree. It's just like a dry mince. Um, actually, I think I forgot one ingredient, and that is our garlic clove. Would you smash these yeah. with the side of a knife just to get the papery skins off? And we'll just take the skins off and throw the whole clove in. Mm, I can smell the saffron. I know the saffron. <laughs> That's because the saffron's <laughs> open. It's not even being used yet. It smells so delicious. All right, so garlic cloves go in. And then we'll set this aside. Our sabzi is done. And then we're going to just make the egg base, which is the this beaten is so eggs. This is so fast. You could put this It is fast. And all it's relying, all of its flavor and fabulousness is just on the ingredients themselves. Which I love is when you get bored of a regular smash. fritata. That's a smash. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. You forgot to take off the little yes. woody tip because I forgot to tell you that. The little woody tip at the bottom of a garlic clove is just bitter and barky. So that goes off. All right, back in the cuisinart we go. Chop up the garlic. Gorgeous. Okay, so we're setting that green, grassy <laughs> stuff aside. Okay, so Beautiful. now let us get out a giant bowl. Okay. So we have a big glass bowl here. Nice whisk. And we gotta go grab, will you grab the eggs from your fridge? So we gotta crack eight eggs into here. Okay. And now this is curious. You have five, <laughs> eight brown eggs and two white eggs in the same carton. You know how that happened? Because <laughs> the I always under chicken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you combining? Multi I do. I combine a lot. All right. I get some upstate. I get oh. some. Oh. Upstate eggs are definitely probably better than the downstate eggs. Because yeah. upstate <laughs> are where all the chickens are. Exactly. Roaming free. All right, so we're cracking eight eggs into here. Do you have a particular size egg that you like to use? Large. Only because it's, well, because I, I was a recipe uh, developer at Martha Stewart for five years, and that was the rule. So I basically, all of the rules I follow are from there. Are from, because it's the most, it's the most common size, so if you're testing a recipe, you want to give people, you know, the most common sized ingredients, the, so they're not going to... My daughter was in 4-H, and she actually told me that the extra large are hurt the... Are what? Are not good for the chickens. Oh, right. Well that, as a mother of two, I would understand that <laughs> exactly. Right. I just want to. Learn I, I think about that every time I think about the one, when I buy them because Ida Garten told that me is, yeah, it's like one of her abuse. Yeah. <laughs> In one of Ina's books, she said that she always uses extra large, which if you've ever noticed in her recipes, oh. she uses extra large because they go for this. So when you're a caterer, oh. and you're right. See, it's all so about where your background what, is. Your, exactly. Right. All right, well, you beat, that's eight eggs in there. Okay. Large eggs. I'm coming over here to preheat the oven to 375 degrees, which is, hold on, bake every oven. Bake. That is the most basic bake. oven. This is the most basic oven. Uh, it's oh, you served me well. For a living. How do you I have know. that? You don't even have a convection oven. That's amazing. Oh, because I don't do them there. Yeah. Oh, you don't bake them there. I may do them for fun here. Yeah. But it's okay. amazing what you do. I always feel like I'm camping in this kitchen. It does. Because I have very, no, I have very few ingredients. Yeah. I mean, um, 
but you've just utensils. Yeah. So you beat the eggs until you can't see the difference between the whites and the yolks. So it's all one homogeneous color. Perfect. This is something I have drilled into my children who are only 11 to 14. But like, if if they know anything, they know how to make scrambled eggs. Because I, my pet peeve is a white streak in a scrambled egg, like an unbeaten egg white. So perfect. You passed the test. You clearly know how to beat eggs, woman. Okay, so let's get the additional ingredients that go into there. This is when I have to, I'm literally going to have to follow this recipe because there's too many ingredients for me to have memorized. Um, so we need a teaspoon and a half of baking powder. That will give a little bit of levity to this cuckoo. If you We're bake put it, it directly in. Yeah, just put everything right into there. Do you like this? I do. What is multifunctional? This is teaspoon on one side, teaspoon on the other, and another. Beautiful. Four in one. So, right, so a teaspoon so and a half. Teaspoon and a half. That is okay. going to give a little bit of. A, what are you doing? That big one. That's no, but look at see, and that's oh the half God. on the other. This it's, was from the Natural Gourmet Institute. Four, this was their four pronged their swag tablespoon, but two different cups on each side. That's Isn't that cool. fabulous? So then right. they never fall apart. That you never is lose them. Brilliant, and I want that. Yeah. Damn. Yes. I always want something new when I go into someone else's kitchen that I didn't think I needed. I can give you one for 50 cents, I'm sure. <laughs> Alright, teaspoon of baking powder. Now we need a tablespoon of flour, which right. of course you can skip if you are a gluten-free kind of person. Well, could you Because it doesn't matter, but it does give it a little bit more of an easy cut when you slice it into a... What about arrowroot or... No, 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 no that's starch. That's too, too starchy. Because that's pure starch, so arrowroot and cornstarch are not good substitutes for flour. Because they're pierced. They just make it too gelatinous. Would you use a non-gluten flour? No, I would just not use flour. flour. In a lot of instances, this is only a tablespoon. This is just for texture. I like using And definitely different cuckoo recipes I've read. Some don't have any flour at all. So this is just, I chose it because I dislike it for structure, but it can be omitted. Uh, Okay, now we need salt and pepper. So we need, we're going to use kosher salt always. Um, I really don't like table salt because it's... I don't either, but it has a metallic taste to it. What? Someone just told me kosher salt has lots of chemicals in it. That's what I always use. I love it. Wait, Do what you know has that? chemicals in it? Kosher salt? You mean the, the, the process of, of mining it? I guess. I don't know. Wait, was, what chemicals? That's what I don't know, and I well, want to investigate further. You don't know either? I've never How heard much? that. To I me, think. I use kosher salt because it's the cleanest tasting. I love it, and I love it when you pinch yeah, a it. Tea- a teaspoon. So yeah, co- chefs like kosher salt because you can pinch it. You can see it when you put it on food. It's very it easy to understand how much you've used. Whereas table salt has that minerally tang, like the iodine that it's they add to good, it. Yeah, and, and it's also salt, what about sea salt? I love sea salt. See, yeah, I think sea salt's supposed to be better than. Uh, all right, give me some grindings and black pepper. Yeah, and you have a very unique looking pepper grinder. Tell it's me about this pepper Denmark. grinder. I what? got it. Um, it's do you know I think the brand Stelton. When I lived in Norway. Look at all the dents on it. It is so I've never ball. seen anything like that. You know who have the pushed. some of the better pepper mills are the Turkish pepper mills. Have you seen them? They're very tall, uh, skinny with brass on the top. And they yeah. look like a coffee grinder. Yeah. But this is beautiful. This is beautiful black pepper. Yeah, no, I really It's all about the grinding heard. mechanism and this is a A plus. That's why I've never grinder. gotten rid of it. It's hard. My, I've, grinders break a lot. They do. But actually, the best ones, at least that I know of and that I have, are the Peugeot. Yeah, look underneath they're good. It says Peugeot underneath the car company. They're the best. Okay, Advia. So Advia is a spice blend. It's like a Persian curry powder. And this is a blend of coriander, cinnamon, black pepper, nutmeg, cardamom, lemon peel powder, which is a sour lime, really. It's not mm. even a lemon. Um, or maybe it is a lemon. 
but it looks like a lime. It's very tiny and shriveled up. Um, and crushed rose petals. And you got so you this acalustians. I got this acalustians, which is basically has every ingredient ever fabricated on this planet. Have <laughs> you ever amazing. seen this at Fairway or Whole Foods or anything? No. I've yet. So certain things I cross over right. into the Whole Foods... That you can buy in, like, sort of a regular upscale supermarket, but Advia has not. But, like, smoked right. paprika has moved over. Right. Garam masala you can find in regular Absolutely. supermarkets. So, let's say, uh, let's give it seven years. Well, or yeah. <laughs> Hopefully sooner, but you could order it off. Is, is back on track. Offline, okay, I'm sure. Advia. So a how teaspoon. Much? So, when I'm following a recipe, the, the measurements of spices and herbs mean nothing to me. Like, I only follow recipes when it comes to, like, the amount of eggs or flour or baking powder, things that have a chemical, uh, either have a chemical reaction or have to do with, like, ratios so something works. Like a cake, I'm not going to mess with cake batter. You probably could because you know more about cake. Yeah. Whereas I don't have any confidence in there, but I have deep confidence when it comes to flavorings and seasonings. So I always, even though it says a teaspoon of Advia, you know... Maybe I'm feeling like a tablespoon today. It's never going to change the way that the outcome of this dish. It'll just change the flavor of the dish. Exactly, exactly. All right, so next we need saffron. So when you use saffron, which are these beautiful dried stamen of the crocus flower, the reason it's so expensive is there's only three stamen per crocus, and they have to be hand harvested. So this this little, I don't know how much this is. Imagine how many crocuses. This is two grams of saffron, and this thing cost me $25, um, which I'm happy to pay because it's saffron, but it is very, very expensive. Um, So you have to use it sparingly, um, but you have to use it correctly. So you don't take these whole long threads and just throw them into your dish. First of all, you have to add them to something that's liquid. So the the egg mixture is the most liquidy part of this dish. So I wouldn't add saffron to the dry herbs. Um, But better than just throwing whole... um, threads of saffron into something is to crush it. So you Mm -hmm. crush it, and the best way to crush it is with a mortar and pestle. I'm going to take a pinch of saffron here, and by a pinch, I mean, how many is that? Could you also, you could crush it with your fingers too, right? But it's not the same as a mortar and pestle. Mm, I used to crush it with with my fingers, and when you read a recipe, it will often say, you know, crumbled saffron threads. Right. But you get so much more flavor out of your saffron, and because you're spending so much money, you You might as well get every, every, so you put it in a mortar and pestle. If you don't have a mortar and pestle, you'll have to use your fingers right but we do have a mortar and pestle so i'm going to put a healthy pinch in here and i'm going to ask you to pound this you're going to pound yeah make until noise. it makes it okay a... well no are we okay i can cry right, to blow out your ears and then use your pestle so you go you can go up and down like slamming it against the 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 pestle the pestle is the the handheld part and the mortar is the bowl and now i'm going to pour this beautiful tablespoon of golden mm, water in here Okay. We'll put the pestle in there to get every little dab out. All right, so beat that up. Okay. And then the two non-seasoning, or the two ingredients that are going to add texture as well as flavor are going to be chopped walnuts and barberries. Now, we talked about barberries in the beginning, um, but they are this sour little dried berry very much like a cranberry i would not use you could use cranberries in place of barberries if you can't find them because barberries would be something you'd buy online or if you live near a good ethnic grocery store um but you would never buy any kind of sweetened like don't buy craisins which are just cranberries with lots of sugar this is the whole point of this is it's sour tartness 
Um, so I've soaked them in a little bit of water here. Um, so I'm going to drain them, and we're going to do about third of a cup here. I'm going to give this Look at that was a rose petal. I didn't know that what was oh, in there. Do you see that? That's from our Advia Yeah, mix. from the, I love it. Okay, I'm going to hand these to you. Let me dump them in. Okay. Actually, just, you just squeeze the rest of those out. I, don't, I think I might have put a little bit more than a third of a cup in this bowl. We don't want to I'm so excited it. for this to oh, have good. the tart and the fresh. And look at how dark golden it is. I know. When you add that saffron water to the eggs, it makes it so pronounced. It's almost like a mustardy. So pronounced. It's beautiful. It looks like all yolks in here. This would be such a nice brunch dish. Okay, that's good. It is a fabulous brunch dish, and I've had a Persian brunch before mm. because I just wanted an excuse to cook all these things. What else would you serve with it? Um, what did I serve with it? I did... Would you serve rice? I, that's what I feel like there's... I'm just trying to think about it. Throw with this. Some delicious rice. I did dishes. a sabzi platter, like all fresh herbs. I did a yogurt salad with crushed rose mm. petals on top and grated cucumber. Oh, I made a homemade bread, Barbary. Barbary is their sort of flat bread. It's no different than a regular, it's a yeast and water yeah. and oil. Um, but you roll it out almost like a focaccia and you indent it with your fingers and you sprinkle it with onion seeds. Mm, and that sounds we fabulous. That. Um, okay, so last ingredient um, before we add our sabzi mix. You're not going to toast them? Just hold nope. like this easy? Nope. Because when you toast nuts, which is a great idea, um, it makes their flavor very pronounced. So there are so many different flavors going on here. If you, you toast the walnuts, then the walnuts take too much of the center stage. Great. Um, so, yeah, many well, cuisines, you're always going to toast the nuts. But for this, I've almost never seen nuts used in a toasted fashion. Obviously, if Great. you toasted the nuts, that would not be wrong. Um, anyways, would you chop these up? These are the walnuts. So you can chop them with a, a knife, a chef's knife, or because walnuts are so soft, you can actually just, just break, break them, them with, with your, your fingers. Hands. We and they don't need to be tiny, tiny. Nope. Nice. It's all about texture. This would be a great dish to have kids help with. I feel like there's so many yeah, things Yeah, because there's do. no cooking involved, meaning no heat. You don't have to worry about, you know, fire or flames or any They of could that. break these. They could yeah. all the greens. They can pluck all the herbs. Mm -hmm. I mean, the herb, prep, preparing sabzi for anything is uh, a very laborious activity. It's, from what I understand, um, from my friend Hedia, who grew up, you know, her mother only cooked Persian food. You know, they came here in the 70s, like most Iranian families. Mm -hmm. And um, that, it's not like they cooked the, the food of the, their new American homeland, or their new American home. They cooked the foods of Iran. So that meant basically spending half an hour cleaning, picking herbs every night. Because, you know, you always had to have your sabzi. Um, and uh, so, anyways, I, anytime Hedia's mother comes to visit her, they live. She lives nearby. Um, I, I'm like, can I come by? Or <laughs> if her mother's just been there, she's always, you know, letting me taste some of the foods her mother left behind. I'm just always fascinated. Is okay. it something they make often? Do you know? Cuckoo is not. No. No. I. I mean, it's definitely a typical dish, but I think it's not, it's like, not like a dinner dish. Eggs or, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's more of like a. I would say luncheon or you know an hors d'oeuvre kind of right. thing, or a brunch, definitely Ooh, a brunch. Ooh, that'd be it. Make a great hors d'oeuvre. I would eat this for dinner, but that's not... Cut little Yes, it's for perfect. hors d'oeuvre. Oh, I would love In a little... That. Yeah, and then you could put a little dollop of, uh, of yogurt, yogurt on top with a rose petal mm. on top. Come on. All right, so just to recap, we've got our egg base, which is just the beaten eggs with all the crazy flavors, the advia, um, 
the Barberries, the Walnuts. Um, you know what we didn't put in here? Cinnamon. Uh, there is cinnamon because in the Advia, but let's do yet. a good pinch of cinnamon because yeah. I just want that flavor in there. Yeah, would you do like a... And don't even take your measurement yet. Just do a good, healthy pinch. Good. Well, and you don't need much because cinnamon is not a typical, at least to yours and my palate, cinnamon and eggs. Right. You would think more like French toast. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to do too much cinnamon. Otherwise, your brain thinks this is a sweet dish. Mm -hmm. It's not. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so now it's time to add our sabzi. So here we have all of our chopped greens, scallions, and garlic. And you're going to dump this. And I'd say we've got a good, solid two cups of finely minced herbs. Uh, oh, which is the a smell. Lot. Yeah. So if you spray that in there. Lovely. I'm going to hunt around for a nine-inch baking dish, which I see over here. So do you grease it? Yes, with a lot of oil, which is another. It's almost like it's going to fry mm. in olive oil in the oven. Um, so what I'm kind actually, of oil do you use? I'm going to put oil in the pan and stick it in the oven just for a couple minutes to warm the oil. Then we'll dump the egg sabzi mixture on top and put it back in. And one of the things, I hadn't ever seen this in a recipe before, but what you do, look at that. Look at that. It, it is looks... It's based, I know there's eggs in here, but you don't see it anymore. All this is is like a no. brilliant green mixture studded with. It looks like a really watery pesto. It does. Doesn't it? <laughs> with little uh, red berries in it. Mm-hmm. Looks like Christmas. Two little nuts. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, okay, so let's, if this. you would pour so a some couple oil. tablespoons of olive, actually more than a couple, like a quarter cup, four tablespoons of olive oil. And is that what they use in Persia? Are they using oh. olive oil too? Uh, I don't know, don't know. There if were, I can answer that properly. In Turkey and... Do they was, use olive oil in Turkey? There were... I mean, there's certainly olives. I mean, in Greece, it was everywhere. In the country, so I don't know enough? what else they would use. Yeah, I would think okay. olive oil, too. All right, so you're going to pop that in the oven okay. just to warm it up. I should have done that before. When the oven is preheating, you should have put the pan, the baking dish, with the oil in the oven while it's preheating, so it's all happening at once. So when you're done... Prepping your cuckoo just goes right into the hot pan and boom. So this will take, um, I'm say 20 minutes, That's 25 minutes. You don't have convection oven and I do, so it's probably gonna take a little bit longer than it mm -hmm. does in my oven. So 25 minutes. And then what, this is another thing that I learned. You take the cuckoo, once it's baked, you cut it into its serving pieces. Like let's say you're gonna cut it into eight squares or whatever, um, uh, shape you want to do it in and then you pour oil in all of the cuts uh, and then you put it back in the oven so it basically fries on oh every side my. so you cook it for another 10 minutes in that 10 um, minutes okay when you have the oiled cuts and then you take and it out still and still at 375 it. yeah yeah we're gonna keep it at a pretty high temperature just so it browns and gets a little bit crispy on the edges um and it will puff up a bit when you're when you're baking eggs um you'll know that they're done because it's going to crown in the center. So just like a cake. Yeah. So like yeah. A, it bakes from the ed outside in. So the big, the, the middle will look kind of concaved until it's properly cooked and then it kind of peaks. Does it get a little brown on top at all? It should. It's because this is such a deep green mixture, you're it's not going to see so much yeah. of the browning. But um, but there's all kinds of cuckoos. You can do cuckoo with um, pure um, ground up cauliflower. Like yeah. you just take raw cauliflower, put that in the food processor and stir that in. I've seen it with potatoes. I've seen it cuckoo um, with grated zucchini is fantastic. Ooh, that that also delicious. has lots of herbs in it, but not as many as this. Um, right. And one of the nice things about uh, the cuckoo with uh, zucchini that I made, um, it has all the same things. It has like barberries and walnuts, but it has grated orange zest. Mm. And that, to me, that was like the kicker. 
It's just such a different combination of flavors than what we're, you know, yes. we're used to. I know. When you think of, like, baked eggs, you think, like, French quiche with exactly. ham and cheese. Or you think... Uh, right, like a frittata. Frittata, like or, Italian yeah. tomatoes and yeah, goat cheese. Or, yeah, yeah, go, yeah. So this, is, this turns it on its head. There's yeah. nothing... Everything about this is appealing to me. The flavors, the brightness, um, the acid... That's, I think that's why this, this cuisine appeals to me so much is because of the acid. They do not shy away from acid. Yeah. And, um, and definitely as a, as a cook and everything that I know and know to be true about cooking is that food can always taste better with a squeeze of lemon juice or lime juice. <laughs> I said you didn't have no yeah. lemons. Yeah. No, you can't. I can't live without acid. I was. It always makes, because I teach that. Um, salt, fat, and acid, those are the trifecta of flavor. People always know if something's bland mm -hmm. to add salt. You know, you've always been conditioned to do that. Um, but the fact that acid can increase flavor so is not much. something that people always know, and fat too. Yeah. You know, yeah, sometimes of you just need a good glug yeah. of olive oil. Okay, so I've taken the hot baking dish out of the oven with our hot bubbly oil. So if you would pour the great the sabzi batter, and the oil kind of comes the on oil, top a little yeah, bit. The the sabzi cuckoo sabzi batter pushes the oil up on top. So now, no, don't stir it. Don't stir oh, it. No, it's okay. It doesn't even look. Like I just eggs want it at all. Yeah, so oh, that's it's coating on the, the bottom, and I want the, the oil right. to float on top. So like I said, it's basically like frying in this olive oil. Right. So that's why you don't want to stir it. Mm -hmm. Isn't that funny? It's my natural. Instinct. I know. Me too. <laughs> I just don't want the oil in it. Yeah. Okay, so let's open up the oven. I'm going to slide this back in. All right. There's our buzzer. That was 20 minutes. You want to open it up? Smells see done. It smells done. It sure right, does. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I can smell the cinnamon. Oh, my God. Mm. It's nice and puffed in the top. Hold on, let me just touch it. Oh. It's a little, a little loose. soft. It's a little soft in the not center. Quite brown. Also, this convection I wish we had. Yeah. Well, Sorry. let's so give it five more minutes. It's know, nice and crispy on the edges. We probably could only give it, let's give it a couple more minutes and then we'll cut it. Even if it's three? not perfectly done, when we do the cuts and pour oil in it, then that'll be a way for the heat to get into the center. So three more minutes. You know why I like cooking with you, Jennifer? You're so relaxed. Never take it to right. It always just makes it. Yeah, we'll just cut it and you can't you can't mess those things up. It smells it smells like a cake. It's sort of sweet oh, and it's that cinnamon. Fragrant. Yeah, you it can is the see cinnamon. the oil look at bubbling around yeah, the sides. Sort of sizzle, fried. sizzle. And actually those extra three minutes, nice it's nice. But and do you see firm. how it's like a cake? It it's like a right? cake. Because you push it down does and, and it pops up. Yeah. You know what that is? The baking powder. That really helps. Okay, let's get a knife out. Where's your it knife? It does not look like a frittata. It's not a frittata. It's not a cuckoo. <laughs> it's a cuckoo. Okay, so let's do, let's cut into eight pieces, maybe once down the center, and then into um, okay. four so nice squares. Big ones. Yeah. Alright. Again, if you were doing this, you know, order style, you could definitely make them. Yeah, that's a beautiful cut. Gorgeous. Okay, so now we're going to do... Yeah. What do we say? Eight. The center. Yeah. So cut down the center. Look at it sizzle. Fry it. Now when you pour the oil into the cuts, hopefully it'll fry there too. That is fascinating. I love that. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see how it turns out. Okay. So here, a bottle of oil. Pour that into the cracks. Okay. Just a little drizzle? Yeah, not too heavy because it's already got plenty of oil. Oh. 
such expertise. You have a very steady hand. <laughs> Until it comes pouring. All right. She poured right. through the cross hatches. Now one down the one middle. Down cut. The, let's see. I'm going to go. Since I'm left-handed, I'm going to go left to right here. Beautiful. There we it's like go. It's like painting. Yeah. Okay. So grab your pot holders. Put back, those back in. in the oven. So now, how many minutes? Um, let's try five. I think your oven actually is hotter than you think it is. Yeah. Because it baked in 23 minutes. All right. So set the timer for five. And we'll come back to it. So that was five minutes. Mm, oh yeah. yeah. No, that was nice and dry. I don't want to overcook it. Because um, the eggs will start to dry out. There's not and a lot of moisture. Look at all the oil on the sides now gone. Yeah, it's been absorbed. So it's not like an oily mess. It's just a delicious, rich. Because there was gorgeous. quite a bit of oil yeah. around the side, now it's and all now it's in. Gone. Beautiful, nice and dry. Look what that extra smells. five minutes did. I smell the walnuts. I smell mm. cinnamon. Cinnamon, definitely. I feel like even a little. Sapphire. See, it's funny. I've made this so many times that now the smell doesn't have a particular it smell. It has like a memory. Cuckoo. Like it smells like cuckoo. Or it smells like Persian food. It smells makes me mm. happy. Look, at it. it's a little golden on top. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to dig All right, in. Let's. Will you grab two plates? Yes. Okay. All right, we are at the table now. And uh, we have a beautiful cuckoo sabzi in front of us. This is gorgeous. Yeah, do you want to serve yeah. us up a piece? So it's already cut. Which right, it's already so cut. It's very easy. Serving. Just slip it right that. out. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Gorgeous. Oh, it, it didn't it's even almost float. Like, it's almost like balayage. Like, do you see how it's like dark green, a little light right. green on what the back? I thought that had another name. You mean like the hair yeah. that goes from, it's not, it has another name that goes from darker to lighter. I'm going to blank on what that's called. But this, you can see when you cut into this one, how it's green all the way through. It's a little bit darker green on top because some of the more, there's more of a density of herbs that float to the top, but it's still green all the way through. Whereas when you hand shop it, you see how this line, you would have basically a line of egg on the bottom and then all the herbs would float it to the top. So this looks pretty amalgamated. Beautiful. Gorgeous. And look at even that. Let me know what you think. Mmm. It's so fresh. Mm hmm And those little bursts of sour from the barberries. I haven't gotten And it's so fluffy and light. Mm. Not and dry. Mm hmm Fabulous. This is like frittata on steroids. It's just the best. Thank you for listening to Kitchen Radio. If you're interested in today's recipe, you can find that and more at homecookingny.com. Just click on the podcast link. There you can ask me any of your culinary questions or even pitch yourself as a future guest. And when you find yourself in New York City, please join us for a cooking class at Home Cooking New York, our cooking school in downtown Manhattan. Until next time, toodaloo!